Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special episode, episode 5, where we will be taking a break while the character class technically discussing homebrew. Technically not episode 5. It's a different series, a different subject. We're still talking about D&D and everything, but today we're going to be talking about mostly our ideas and our, you know, homebrew homebrew items that we want to put into the game. Maybe new mechanics, maybe new subclasses, maybe even new classes in general. Maybe just rewriting D&D altogether. Yeah, maybe that. But as we will start here with my page. Yes, technically this would be. <laughs> yeah, tech, this is episode one of homebrew and. Homebrew? Well, what do you want to call it? What would you think this this episode should be? I would just put episode one. Imagine playtest content. Playtest content or ima- something catchy, bro. Episode one. Imagination. Brood at home. <laughs> episode one. Brood at home. <laughs> Just episode one brewing ideas. Home, homebrew concepts. Concepts? Concepts. Concepts. Yes. Or home, home how about like This is an interesting way to start the podcast. <laughs> episode one. Homebrew, just homebrew. Episode one of homebrew. Yeah, it's just a hey man, have you seen the new episode called Pockets of Homebrew? Alright, alright. So welcome home guys. Homebrew. Welcome to homebrew. Yeah, I like that. That's a good name. Would you like a drink? Yeah, would you like a drink? It's homebrew. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright, guys, so welcome Today to... here, sponsored by um, Easy Roller Dice. <laughs> no, we're, we're not sponsored, sadly. If only. But, yeah, guys, welcome to episode one of Homebrew. And pretty much what we talked about right now, uh, we're going to be talking about some homebrew items and stuff that we've added to our collective. I wrote it down. Uh, Jacob here didn't write anything down. It's all in my mind. It's all in my mind. He brought a packet of paper. Nothing is in the paper. So ah, that's what you think. You see, when you put on the head of knowledge, it is it is It's what is invi- vi- <laughs> <invisible> <laughs> ink. That's so dumb. Imagine a student doing that. Your your teacher's coming coming down from you, watches over your head, he's like, What you're not writing anything? He's like, Oh yeah. Ah. Flashes the light and she just like slaps her head like Get out right. of my class. So <laughs> Okay. Let me just crack my knuckles viciously. No, that's so vicious. I didn't even hear a single crack. Okay, so I could crack them on the man. My hands are my hands are so fragile that they've already been shattered multiple times. All right, so who's it? That makes up for the cracking. Yeah, who's gonna begin? All right, I guess I'll begin. Um, How about we roll for it? Yeah, let's just roll one. Evens. ASMR, guys. Roll d12. Evens. Even. All right, I'm odds. Two, you go first. Alright, Jacob. Alright, so first begin. This is a subclass for the rogue. Why would you open your book? <laughs> this is a subclass for the rogue. <laughs> it's called the ninja. The ninja, alright. This this is mostly based on the okay, let me phrase that. This is smoke play. <laughs> this focuses more on stealth combat. You'll be doing a lot more uses with the sneak attacks. You'll be using a lot more throwing items, and um, the DM will hate you for using this because you will not only be so hard to hit, it will make you make you hitting things much easier because so, you're so hidden. So it's like a rogue subclass. Yes, it's a rogue subclass. Uh, ninja. The ninja. And what special abilities can the thing do? And what can the rogue do? Does it get spells, cantrips, what? You choose your martial. You choose your martial archetype. So it's like a between of. Assassin and fighter. Think fighter plus assassin, but take out the stealing part. 
Assassin's Unseen. I, I know that. I said take out the ro the uh, stealing part from the rogue and mix oh. fighter with assassin and you get ninja. So you will specialize in finesse weapons. Do you, wait, do are ninja stars in the game? Like, no, that, no, that's, like, do it that's why I added shurikens. Shurikens? They're called shurikens. Yeah, oh my god, I, I You're so up. white. I messed up the DDP. You're yeah. so white. I, I need to go with that. I can't do that. <laughs> Alright, but no, you will specialize in finesse weapons, like rapiers and all that. They're finessing you. <laughs> Get back, okay. <laughs> you will specialize in throwing combat, so like throwing daggers, shurikens, spears. Crap like that. Okay. You will specialize in light armor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you do not really need the need for shields. Okay. The thing about ninjas though is that they also have a very, very accessible, um, exclusive condition of this special master ninja training gear. So you, where you can get like climbing claws, or you get shit like so he's like, rolls, like, like grappling ropes, like Genji from Overwatch. In a way, yes, but you have like masks to hide in the shadows or like. So Genji. I'll play Overwatch, alright? Well, you're describing pretty much Genji. You also gain like <laughs> Tabby or like things to like. It's, it's, it's like this weird name of like a boot. It's like a weird sock kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> and this is used to like cover your tracks. Basically, you'll be so well hidden and um. What this basically does is that it all really revolves around your sneak attack. Okay, so that's your proficiencies what you gain. You gain proficiencies in sleight of hand, stealth, deception. Did you, did you, I, I guess, what about in the initiative? Do you get a bonus on initiative? You get a bonus of initiative and you get advantage on initiative if you're hidden. So you can start around being hidden and you can gain advantage on your initiative roll. Yes, and the cover system where it's like half cover and all that, if you're hidden, it actually doubles on that. So you will never longer be slightly covered. You're always full covered depending where if you're hiding and what matching attire you have. Alright. Is it like a special language that just like speak? It's, it's, it's called um, Shinobi Code. Shinobi Code. Okay. This is a special so language. So it's separate from uh This is not Thieves Camp. This is not Thieves Camp. So it's completely different. It's a completely different it's completely different thing. And the thing is it mostly contains a most contains of symbols, that not an actual symbols. language. So so it's like the thieves come in Skyrim, where they have symbols and like areas that describes what the area is. Like, exactly. Okay. And you do have special like, kind of spells. Spells. Like what? Smoke bomb, vanish, which is basically like like magical like vanishing. So like invisibility. Yeah, and then you have um, shadow no jitsu to create like a shadowish clone of yourself to create like a weird distraction. Oh, okay. So it's like an illusion. Yeah, it's a lot of illusion and so it's uh, like mirror image. Yeah, pretty much mirror image, but you can like more, you have more control over it. Oh, okay. So like you can like make that. You, you can make that. You can make that uh, shadow pretty much just mimic what you're doing. Yeah, pretty much. It's called mimicking shadow. It's, it's like, like a hologram. In a way, yes. If it if it, if it takes damage, it, it always it disappears. Just pfft, smoke. Yeah, it just. Pfft. You get you get the ability to now it's known as a vanish thin air. This is more of an ability where. This one, you can disengage and all that, but the enemy will not see you actually running away. You just vanish. I would assume, uh, depending on your, like, uh, I, I would add, like, maybe, maybe, like, depending on your weight class, that's how well you'd be able to, like, sprint. Or maybe, yes. 
I think they already do that in D and D, but for like ninjas, it'd be really important. Yeah, with ninjas, them. your your walking speed will be exponentially increased. So you pretty much all you're gonna have is a couple of smoke bombs, a sword, and some shuriken. Katana, pretty much. And, yeah, and everything else is gonna be clopped. You're gonna be as like quiet as you can be. Yes, you will have. You will always have advantage on stealth because you are always that quiet. However, the second you wear like anything that's above, like if you wear a large armor, that all immediately goes away because it's already so noisy. But uh, once you reach level 10, you get the ability to banish at thin air, where if you choose to disengage or dash, yeah, the enemy has to roll. No, you have to roll a 1d20, and and that has to be the enemy's perception. If you beat that, you can disengage or run away, and they won't see you. Like you'll just. Okay. What about uh, you know, uh, rogues have that uh, sneak attack, where it doesn't take an action, but they have. 3d6 uh, extra dice when you roll and that thing and the sneak attack gets stronger over time. Do assassins have the same implement or is it di- something different? It's the same thing, kind of. Oh, it's the same thing? Yeah, it's the same thing. However, the thing is that the dice count actually increases as well. So it's no longer like 3d4 plus 4. It'll be like 4d6 plus 5. 5d6 plus 6 will grow over time. Oh, so in this subclass, you'll be able to sneak attack even stronger. Yeah, your sneak attacks will be gradually stronger. That, the ninja focuses more on the sneak attack part. Okay. That's one of mine. Also, the other thing about the ninja is that um, this, um, you will also, this might sound odd, but the archery is also a little bit not really much of a thing, as you're focused more mainly on, like... Well, ninjas use bows. Yeah, but the thing is, for the ninja, it's more, like, close-to-close hand combat without them seeing you, like... Basically, you can use bows. But I've, seen, I've seen cinema where like ninjas, but here's the cool use thing. a bow to like with a string and shoot it on like, a wall to like climb. But here's slide, the cool thing. Here's the cool thing. What? Level 15, you unlock silent touch. You don't make noise while you're moving. Doesn't that just sneak, that sneak stuff? Yeah, but like there's no, but like no, but this, this is silent like out of just... battle. Yeah, you like you will not like you're sl- when you're attacking or like you'll have. Like, you will not, you, like, you'll just hear like a, that's it. Just like a, we, no one could hear that. No one would hear that. Even the audio couldn't hear that. You, you would just hear like a, Phew. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but I'm doing like a whoosh. Like, you'll just be very hard to hear. Okay. That's ninja. The DM will hate you for playing this class. Probably. Because you're just, the rogue alone <laughs> is already so hard to hit. Just yeah, this. Do the evasion, like, rogues are already like, well known with their evasion. Now, like, level 20, I think they gain master evasion. Where it, like I, I think you can just choose like nah. you cannot roll anything lower than an eight on 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 dexterity or something like that something incredibly powerful like that and now with ninja like I bet that'd be like even higher I would assume oh yes it is basically this is the class that the DM will hit you for playing like dex is such an important role yeah this dex like dex is highly important to this class and especially in D in general strength is not really because it, what is the most in your opinion, what is the most like useless stat in the game? My mine is personally charisma. I don't charisma is barely used. Yeah, except for honest. one class. I'm sorry, but I'm never go with you. I don't really see charisma. I would say intelligence because intelligence sometimes isn't really that Bro, used. But wizards. I know, but like in a role play setting, but oh, for yeah, game yeah. mechanics, it's very good. Well, in my campaign, it's really it's used quite often. Yeah, but the thing is, charisma. The only reason people have it is because of the actual class, which is Paladin, Warlock, and Bard, they're Christmas-based classes. We need more intelligence-based classes, we only have Wizard and, and Artificer. Wizard and... Wizard, Sorcery, and... 
sorcerer. No, sorcerer's charisma. Really? Yeah, sorcerer's charisma. Wait, I think they're wisdom. No, cleric's wisdom. Really? Yeah, cleric and world. No, not cleric. Um, sorcerer and. Warlock. We may be wrong. We don't know, but this is what we what we believe. Um, yeah, but I agree with you. That we should have more intelligent based like um and more intelligent based uh, classes. classes. Or at least subclass that is mostly based subclass. on intelligence. Is there subclass for wizard? No, it's just wizard. There's no subclasses for wizard. The schools. School of Evocation, School of Necromancy, School of this, basically what would be necromancer. Well, those are not... I, I would not consider them subclasses. Like, that's pretty much just saying, I know these type of spells or these type of spells. It's just your knowledge. I would assume that would just be mostly just your understanding of arcane magic. I wouldn't consider that a subclass. Like, do, do people in D&D, in the game, in, like, in the real D&D, like, what subclass are you? Oh, I'm from this school. Like, no, that makes no sense. Like, like well, it makes more sense if they're like, oh, you're an artist or what subclass? It, it makes oh. more sense with other classes because they don't go to a, like, bard. Not bards. Bards, it doesn't make sense. Fighters. Either. Yeah, fighters. Like, fighter, what are you? Oh, I'm a champion. What about you? Oh, um... I'm an Eldritch Knight. I can cast magic. Exactly. That's what makes a subclass. There's not like a not, division. Not what university you went to. Oh, yo, I went to Yale. Yo, yo, man, you're a wizard. <laughs> yeah, man, what subclass are you? Oh, man, I'm from Harvard. You didn't answer my question. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, what do you mean? What are you? Exactly. And you, the guy. You just still considered a wizard in D and D Beyond. Regardless of what class you choose, it still says wizard. There's no subclass. Like the role, there's a pirate. The swashbuckler. Did I say pirate? There's the thief, which is and there's the assassin. Exactly. And in my case, there's those, the ninja. Those categories make sense because they all have different roles and the personality traits or everything. But a wizard who who either who goes to a different school, uh, it's just repeating. Uh, a wizard who just goes to a different school doesn't change your class or anything. That's just you know it doesn't change anything about your character. Like I would assume a thief would have different morales compared to a, a, an assassin. Like a thief, who knows? Maybe they might be probably stealing like out of just like pure greed, or they might be doing it for a reason. What exactly. If like, what if they're caring for a family? Pam- Can pam- you pam- really like- tell the morality or like the, the complete objective? That's why the objective goal uh, with different wizards if they go to this college or this college. No, you can't. It's literally like you may be able to understand that if some one class goes to a you know school of healing or a school of destruction, like maybe this guy wants to you know do something bad or this person wants to heal, but it's still up to you. Which is good, but it doesn't really help the DM or anyone else to understand what your character is and what he does. And this, well, I do also have another subclass with a fighter, but I don't know if I should say it already, but it's kind of short. Well, where do you want to go? Uh, I think I'm fine. If you let me. Go ahead. Alright. Alright, my first... Alright, as I was saying, I'm kidding. You can go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Alright, alright. Uh, my first thing is actually a spell. When you spell it, it's called Division. Right. Why do I have a feeling this is gonna involve things splitting up? Close. <laughs> so it has I cast division. Oh, so that's two now. It was once four. Uh, it's a fifth level spell, mostly for, uh, for wizards, right, and sorcerers. What kind of spell is it? Huh? What kind of spell is it? It's a. Like, is it divination or is it evocation? It's more psychic. Ooh. Yeah. Casting time, one action. And you need. It has components. You need visual and, and sight, visual and speech, and the component is a page. visual and sight. Just focusing. <laughs> no visual and and speech. sound and sound. S- speak. Yeah, and the, the component you need is a pinch of ash. Uh, it's generic, so you can use any type of ash you want. 
duration is one minute. Description. Uh, you you rush intense psychic energy to your foe into into contemplating why are they attacking you. They roll a DC 10 plus with the modifier. If success, you do not become the spell doesn't work. But if you know fail, they will immediately start contemplating their morality and either will become frenzied or they would start disengaging in the battle. So you only can cast. You only can look at this one person at a time and cast a spell. And if they fail the save, they either the DM can roll or you can roll a you know a, whatever d20 even or not. So it's a 50-50. And either they become more enraged or they become completely frightened and just run away. So basically, it just makes you think about it. Exactly. They they just they literally. Have a division in their thought, in their in their brain. What the heck is going on? Half. So imagine a rush. This is energy. gonna make my this is gonna make my cousin's spell sound so so much worse. It, so yeah, that, it just, this is a really good spell. This is that. Oh god. I know you can just completely change a whole like, and this spell lasts for a whole minute. I am the evil king. I will destroy the world. But why though? Just but why though? Uh, I never, I never, yeah, they literally start. They for a whole minute they contemplate what the heck is going on. They they completely forget what they're go what they're trying to do, and their voice their voices inside their minds trying to completely do the opposite of what they're doing. Like, just, so if you have an evil character, you can use this spell on them and completely just change their acts. And it, it lasts for a Cast minute. this on the paladin. Imagine. Oof. Yeah, that'd be funny. A paladin who's like, you know, I I, I follow my lord to to the death and he just do this. But why though? But why though? It's it's obvious because. But what? Yeah, you just like having a mental breakdown and everything. But that's the vision. It's a pretty good spell. All right, so this okay, so this spell is really good and it's gonna make mine look. <laughs> okay, so this one's called Power Word Bounce. <laughs> oh, that just sounds like a stupid spell. What this does is that you speak, and the enemy has to make. Has to make a DC saving, a DC dexterity saving throw, which is your mod, which is your dex score plus your mod. And if they fail, they get thrown into the air at 1d100 plus 50 feet. Bro, that's what level is this? Nine. Ninth level. Yes. For who? Uh, wizards, warlocks, and sorcerers, and bards. Upon landing, they take half the damage of the initial um, height they did. Does this only work for humanoids or any creature? It depends on the it depends on their on their size. So, like a larger creature will not have that much effect compared to like yeah. a really lighter creature. Does yeah. It, does it cut, like? If the creature's flying, then it's not really gonna work because it has to be like on the floor for it to work. That's so, that, any creatures with wings, they're, they're completely fine with this. They can just. They have to be on the air though. They have to be in the air. They have to be currently flying because it's like it's like basically the ground just. Boom. Okay, so wait, do, does the spell also work when they fall down, or is it, it only just pushes them up and then... Oh, it's just, the, it's just the initial bounce. Oh, so a person with wings like a Typhling, not a Typhling, you know, like a Succubus, uh, if you did this, they wouldn't even take any damage, they'd just be Yeah, the damage only happens when they fall, and when they fall, they take the damage amount to the corridor height they were thrown in. So they, if they were thrown 200 feet, they would fall and take 100. Okay. Wait, so how can you measure the actual, like... That's where you have to, that's where you have to roll a one d one hundred plus fifty, and that's the, that's the, the height they're thrown at. Oh, 
Oh, so that's the spells pretty much. So if you roll a one foot <laughs> plus fifty, so they just they yeah. Just this spell is basically just yay. Yeah, I was just gonna call it Power Word Yeet, but I didn't want Power to. Power Word Yeet. I'm like, you know what? Power Word Bounce sounds better. That actually would have been funny. Imagine Gary Gygax putting that into his into his fifth edition. Power Word Yeet. Actually, this had several names: Arcane Throw, Arcane Yeetus, Arcane Thrust. No, that's another spell I want to do. <laughs> that's and no. then just Power Word Yeet. Power but I chose Power Word Bounce just for the fact that whoever listened to this probably thinks that we're serious. I guess. Alright, so let's hear it. Alright. Power is, word Mine is more of a gruesome spell. It's called Bloodstone. It has a casting This is gonna make my next spell sound bad. It's called a Bloodstone. It has a casting time of one action. I'm assuming that this works for Bloodhunters? Uh, yes. Let me just finish. Go ahead. It has components, visual, and speak. The component is a puddle of blood. Duration, five minutes. The caster purposefully cuts himself, or... There is already blood present in the battle, or any scenario. So does it be like their blood? It, it could be anyone's blood. Does this own? The, okay, I'll let you continue. And they have to rub the blood on their on their four parts of the body, so arms, chest, and legs. Okay. After that, they say bloodstone, right? And what happens is they gain a plus two on AC, and the the blood becomes hard as stone. Oh, I can imagine they made like a bloodstone golem. Yeah. So yeah, this can really help you, especially in battles, because like maybe you're a wizard, right? This okay. So the spells work on wizards. You just encase the wizard in cobalt blood, just. Yeah. So Wait. Does does the does the caster have to rub it on them, or can they just do it and the caster says bloodstone? Uh, yes. You can either cast it on someone if they already have blood on themselves that covers all the sections of their body. So. Head, torso, arms, legs, or you can do it on yourself if you already have blood in all sections of your body. This is a really, this is a really detailed spell. It's very useful. Yeah, it's really useful in certain areas. But look, there's also some defects on it. Uh, you know, you would definitely your your morality might change you'll, if you use. You'll this. probably take damage. I'm assuming when you cut yourself. Yes, you, you do take damage. This only happens if you do not have the blood, though. So if you're if there's already blood, you can just dip yourself with blood, drench yourself with blood. You know. Uh, so if you ever want to use a spell efficiently while taking damage, just bring a little blood, blood pack with you. A pack of blood. Uh, so the blood, the, the stone, right, ha it has, it feels like stone. It actually feels like rock hard stone. But water, any form of water, is going to wash it away, even if, when, in its stone property. Makes sense, because water on blood will wash it off. Exactly. So even when the, st the spell is activated, any spell, water spell, or any, uh, any water spell, uh, is going to give you a weak. It's going to be a weakness to your action. Like cast tidal wave. Exactly. If you cast tidal wave to someone who has bloodstone, the st bloodstone spell is going to go away. Just like erode. Yeah. Just. Okay, that away. makes sense. Yeah, that's that's how you would counteract it. So you get a plus two on AC on this. So uh, the casters are wizards, sorcerers, paladins, and I'm a, I'm trying. So paladin wall. Yeah, paladin. Only for like specifically oath breakers or paladins in very uh, dark Sh shadow queen maybe god Sh shadow queen raven raven raven, raven queen yes yeah, only specifically uh, gods that are faced with more evils you know uh, domains stuff like that all right 
can't go ahead and press it. This is another spell, and this one is very unique because this is, it's called Slimeify. Oh, the, also, it was a, it, it was also a six-level spell. All right, so this one's called Slimeify. This one uses verbal, verbal sound and component, with the component being a small handful of slime. How does this spell work, you may ask? First, you gotta put it in the center of your chest. Okay. And you cast Slimeify. Once you- oh, I already have one. Once you do this, your whole body just turns into slime. What this does is that this allows you to slip through tight cracks. Any damage you do will deal half the damage and just gets absorbed within you. Mainly only physical objects. What about your clothes? Oh, it just- it just- it just like it sticks on you. Oh, so like the- into like a tight quarter and your clothes just go out? Well, well not that. I would have them when I get, will get like stuck inside of you. Like just, you would just be like... This spell lasts for a 1d4 plus 2 minutes. So you don't have to roll for that. And, but... And my slime girls? No, but you are extremely <laughs> vulnerable to fire. Oh. But if this cell attack, you will take double damage from fire if you already have fire or weakness. Or Called gelatinous form. Okay, what happens if someone cuts your hand off? As it regrows. It regrows. Yeah, because your body's just skin. Your body's just slime. Just could you farm this? Huh? Could you farm the slime if someone no, really, because... really like turns into the slime and then they just start chopping? No, because your hand once off the spell and... wears off, the the the, the magical slime just kind of just just evaporates. Yes, even if you were to do that, it would just disappear. Oh, so this only really meant for situational spells. Yeah, so the DM says you see a crack. I cast gelatinous form. Are you buoyant? Are you buoyant? So like, if you were a slime, and like, are you still shaped as a human? Or yeah, you were still like humanoidish. So just slime. It, or basically, you take the form of your your skin just becomes slime. Okay. But would you be able to see your organs, or like, it's just like the whole body turns. The slime. whole body just turns to slime. Even your eyes. Yes. Like it just. They don't picture it like that. <laughs> just like basically, your body just like. So picture your body, and you're looking at through that, it looks kind of transparent, but everything's just slime. Oh, okay. Um, so are you buoyant? So, uh, if you Can were... you float, basically? Yeah, I'm saying, like, if you were a slime person and you go into the water, are you going to be able to swim, or are you just going to be, like, pushed away from the water? You're like, just separated. Gonna... No, upon water, the spell just kind of just, like... You just turn into a puddle? No, the, the spell wears off, because it's water, and it washes away slime. So, this will only work in dry areas. Yes, this works in very dry. And here's the cool thing: the stuff that if it gets stuck in it, it sticks in within you unless you willingly pull it out. What? So you can like anything that gets on you. So you can fully like put yourself with rocks, and you basically just give, give like stuff. Like it's you're just pretty much like a sticky note where anything that touches you, you're just gonna get all the attractions of dirt. Well, you have to forcefully put it on yourself. What do you mean forcefully? Like you want to say like oh I you see like a, like a, like an armor plate like like a piece of armor that will come up. So, like, anything you're standing on? Yeah, you can just go ahead and just stick it inside of you. So, like, what about your feet? Will your feet, like, attract rocks and stuff? Oh, yeah, but it's not going to do anything unless it covers the majority of, the majority of that section. So, if you're in a rocky area, there's going to be a bunch of pebbles in your, in your slime feet? Yeah, but then once the spell wears off, it's just going to... Just come out. Yeah. Okay. That's some gelatinous form. Yeah, this can be very good to steal and escape, especially because no one will be able to identify you. You can use just to escape prison. Just slot, go. We can go through objects that like are not fully like walls that have cracks or like the wall, the jail cells. The crack has to be 
it has to, you can be able to squeeze through it. The crack has to be at least half a foot, half a foot. Okay, but well what about Cielso's where there's like a bunch of holes? Can you just like go through the bars? It's like, here's where this can get a little bit weird. So you can basically just like, sponge up, you can just like, like if you get this game with to separate and it goes right back to each other, it would just like immediately like imagine connect. This, imagine this was the bar, right? And this is you. Just split into two as you're going through the bar. Yes, you, you can reform. do that. You can do that. Oh, okay. Okay, what about forming into keys? Like, can your slime, can you manifest, like, make your hand into any shape you want? The thing about that is, is your skin isn't really solid. So it really wouldn't open any logs. Yeah, you can do it, but it would, you're just like, damn it. Also, your voice would sound like really like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, because your voice box is slime. Right, <laughs> yeah, that's gelatinous form. Could you suffocate someone with slime? Yes. If you sat on <laughs> I hate to bring this up, but yes, you can sit on someone and it will kill them because you just <laughs> suffocate them. That's stupid, but funny. Yeah, this 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 is a weird like this is a weird transmutation spell. Okay. It is at actually Can you poop? Or like pee. This will completely stop that function because Are you I hungry? hungry? Can you get hungry as a cube? You can get hungry, as but if you, if you eat, it'll just be like just go through you? It'll just go straight through you. This is a fifth Do you have teeth? Well, like, yeah, you'll still see everything. It'll just be all, like, slime. So if you have teeth slime, you're not gonna be able to chew anything. Yeah, you'll just throw it back there. So it's like a ghost or anything he eats just pops right down? Pretty much. But you won't get hungry or anything like that. Like, all, like, bodily functions will permanently... Not permanently, temporarily stop. At least while you're in the... Do you get sleepy? Exhausted. After a while, yes, but like, it's not really that like bad to the point where it needs to be like explained out. There's also a fifth level spell for wizards. Can you form your body into different shapes? You can melt yourself. Yes, you can. So you can just become a ball or a gelatinous cube. Yes, you can. You can, but the second the spell wears off, you're just gonna be like in a weird pose. <laughs> okay. So this is, is your slime acidic? No, it's more of like a jellyish substance. Oh, so it doesn't do any damage if you like someone goes in there. The only damage really is they're going to be suffocated. Yeah, that, that's that, that's the only thing I didn't want to have. I wanted to have be like where there's different jellyish forms. Is your slime sticky? Can you like? Yes, it is kind of sticky. Okay, it, can you like hit a wall and not really climb, but just let your skin, your whole gel thing, just like stick on the wall and you just hang up there? Yes, but you will have to make an athletics check every turn to stay up there. Okay, what about? Could you? I had the question in my head right now. Um, this is gonna be a really weird question. This, this is gonna spark some really weird questions. Can you gain mass, or is the mass only the mass you have as a person, or like, so if you were like uh, 200 pounds in the game in, in your no normal form and you turn into the slime, are you just 200 pounds of slime, or do you gain mass or lose it? Everything that you have, every bodily mass will just turn into slime. So if you have like 260 pounds worth of gear. Right, and you're just carrying all of it and you turn it into a slime, you just gain all that mass into a giant slime person. Well, the thing is, the thing is, you'll still be, if you're wearing armor and all that, it's only really the skin that becomes slime. So it's only like your body that becomes a slime. So the, so the whole body of your, of your body, so the whole, uh, the whole body just becomes slime, but armor and stuff, they'll stay on you. Oh, okay. So it doesn't actually. So you don't gain mass. You just stay the mass you are. No, you do not gain. You'll get heavier. So if you're an anorexic gnome who's like 
20 pounds, you should become a little slime. In the shape of the gnome, yes. <laughs> okay, that's a very unique spell. Um, hey, it's gelatinous form. This was me. If you were, I, this if, wasn't supposed to be were, in this detail. If you were a garden gnome and you become a slime, you're just like a little garden gnome now. You don't gain any mass. So this really will only help if you're like a, a Goliath and you just become a giant Goliath slime. What's the thing is like about the weird? What do you mean by gain mass? Like because I, when you said slime, I would assume you just become like a giant gelatinous cube or something. Well, because you don't really take the form of the slime. It's I know, more I know. your body becomes slime. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, does the does the does the slime weight equivalent to your weight personally? So yes. Okay, so if I was 200 pounds and I turn into a slime, I will not turn into. Uh, different weights, but I would just say the same weight. You would your body mass would just turn into 200 so pounds it's just, with the slime. Just equivalency. Yeah, it, it's all equivalency. Okay. Does it make sense? Yeah, I got you. So I'm just asking. I'm just you know giving you questions because like you know it's a very weird. Spell. It's a very weird spell. Yeah. Like you have all this schools ideas, and then there's just yeah. Um, power word bounce and gelatinous form. Okay. What happens if you have something inside your stomach, like something important? You swallow like a key, right, and you run away with it. And you turn back into a human or whatever race you were. Does the key just pop out of you? Yes. Do you feel it? You will feel like you wake up. Like just like like imagine it's just like imagine like something being like okay so like imagine like a imagine how do I describe this? If someone cuts your head off, are you dead? Do you just see regrowing your little neck to well, have the, a little face? The main slime component, it comes from the chest. So like, when you do a slime fight, it'll just be like... So it goes outwards. So if someone cuts off your head, it'll just regrow back. So you're not dead when you... You won't die. You'll still take the damage, but you will not Can die. Can you see when your head's cut off? For a moment, no, but you'll just be like... Spent 20 minutes Could talking you grow about facial hair. I'm, I'm like, I'm, you know, come on. You gotta, you gotta. I'm, I'm curious. Do, do you have hair as a slime or no? It's you will have the same hair, but it'll just be slime. So it, your hair is. You can grow. You, you can grow mustache, but it'll just be strands of slime. So the hair is also slime as well. Yeah, your hair will also be slime. Okay. You can be a girl with long hair, and it'll just all be slime. Brings me to my new race, the slime <laughs> Which is just that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I think that's all the questions I can ask. Yes, I, I do not want to get into any more details. That is about what a, a man can do in their gelatinous form. No. You're dirty. I'm, no, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. Alright, whatever. Is that all? <laughs> Pretty much. Alright, alright. My I wasn't expecting this spell to take up half the podcast. Well, bro, like, come on, it's, it's, it's a good question. Okay, my spell is a... It's called Extra Reach. Okay, it has a casting time of one action. It, take, it uses visual and sight... Visual and speech. I can't... I always mix those. I don't know why... Because it says S, so I... Vocal, vocal, and it, sight. It just vo- mixes them up. Yeah, vocal and sight. There you go. Or visual. Duration, it's instant. Uh, it's a second level spell. Oh, I didn't say that the, the duration of the, the slime actually takes a moment for you it said to transform. It was, it was 1d4 plus 1 minute. No, like the casting time. Oh, yeah, casting time just takes one action for me. 
for actually for the slime, it actually takes a minute. Like it takes a minute for you to fully transform. Okay. Oh, that actually brings more question. If you're half, if you're half forming, do you, are you still resistant to stuff? Can you form? Can you if like, it hits the skin, no. If it's a slime, yes. Okay. And then when the spell burns off, you just. All right. Description: The player. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not take any, please do not take the slime form literally. I made this while feeling extremely drunk last night. Please do not attempt to use it as your DM will banish Okay, so the description of the spell is pretty much you're chasing someone. I did a little like paragraph of what how you would use a spell effectively. Imagine if a wizard's chasing someone for stealing like a spell, a spell scroll. As he's trying to get as the rogue is running away, he casts extra reek in his arm extends physically extends uh, five feet and catches him Ooh. so this the arm it uses the same mass so it, does, it doesn't just become the same arm but just extended it gets skinnier as it's like imagine jake from adventure time you remember that episode where he like jake goes, go jake yeah yeah, yeah that, that episode where he just gets the hot dogs yeah the hot dogs yeah, i know what you're he, talking about he just gets longer longer and he gets skinnier and skin that's pretty much what's happening with your arm you use the same mass so your arm still extends the same way. So all the tendons, all the muscles are being stretched, right? For two, five feet. You gain disadvantage on your strength because your muscles are getting more weaker. I'm trying to love you from one piece. You're, you gain, uh, so yeah, you have, you're gonna have an extra five feet of range, but you gain minus one on your strength when, you, when you're using the spell. So like if you're about to like do you know a wizard's about to fall off? It's only for wizards. If you're, yeah, if you're about to fall off and the wizard about to fall and he he has like a rail, he can use a spell as a reaction to uh, grab onto something. So can I have it, normally it would be an action, but for like situ fast paced situations it would be a reaction. That, that's the spell. Yeah, it's the second level spell. Pretty good spell. This one is an item. Okay. So. I'm pretty sure y'all know the deck of many things. Mm -hmm. This is called the deck of many spells. Copyright. Hey, I had that in my old campaign. I had the deck of many things, and that's how my character was the first ever character in our group level twenty to reach level twenty. So this is how this spell works. There are sixty-four cards in the pack. Don't ask why sixty-four. Exactly. Oh, Minecraft based up Uno. Uno. So each card has a spell on it, whether it's like an image of a fireball or an image of that. You would look at the card, point the card with the facing the symbol to the to the to the target, you say the word and then it just casts the spell. Then you have to wait a minute to do it again. Any other card drawn during that period it will just innocently disintegrate. When a card is used it disintegrates. Can he just turn it to himself and cast the spell and just You can. Essentially you can. Especially because there's healing spells in there as well. Does it have to be in the deck? And then you have to take it out? Or do you just take the card out and keep it to yourself personally? You you can, but the thing is, if the card's out from the deck for um, longer than for longer than five minutes, the card will disintegrate. Really? Yeah. You can put you can put the card back in. But but even then, what, what why would you unless you don't really get the right spell? Guys, I need you to get the spell with the deck of many spells, right? Do you have Here. to shuffle the deck? Like the, de the, deck, the deck shuffles upon next time you want to use it. It's all random. Yeah, it's all random. Oh, okay. It's so magical, you, so... You can't just keep the one card if you get it and you don't want to use it. You just pretty much have to use it now or just don't use it at all since it's yes. all random. Yeah, it's all random. All right. This is a 
really weird item. This um, is there like a wish spell in there right now? There is one wish spell in there. In all the sixty-four. All the sixty-four. There is one wish spell. Okay. There are two power word kills, I believe. Yeah, but the, 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 the over. Okay, would you? If you only have one. Okay, quick question. You're a wizard, and you only have one ninth level spell slot. What spell would you use for that slot? Wish. wish. I wish for my spell slots back. No, you can't do that. Yes. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, wish is not, it's cheating. Don't use wish. You, any other spell. Power word. Power kill? That or fought meteor, meteor spell. Mainly power kill. I actually got meteor spell for you. It's 20d6 bludgeoning and 20d6 fire. I rolled and I got 174 damage. So my practice run. Imagine that in the winter campaign. It's gonna suck because this isn't like a 20 feet radius. Everyone just gonna have to make a dex check. Uh, it's like a yeah, but I could just be flying, so I'm fine. Just imagine a freaking meteor the size of the sun is. Sephiroth. <laughs> I cast the sun. Brian's campaign where the big bad guy's coming in just gets destroyed by a meteor. Even with the dex. He can roll a crit and he still has to take 10d6 fire and 10d6. I don't think Brian appreciate us mentioning him in the cot in the, in the podcast. Yeah, whatever. Alright. This one. Hey, how's my crew? Her, her. Alright. This one is a very weird item. Just stop that. I'm. Bro, <laughs> he look. He keep. He keeps looking at a blank piece of paper. All right. So this next item is a very, very weird item because it's only used. It's mainly used for campaigns that have all hunger. Survival cut. I've been thinking about that. Adding like a survival campaign into the in my into my campaign. It's already called... really realistic, but like that'd <laughs> right. be funny. So this is called the block of infinite regenerating cheese. I'm already done. <laughs> Bite into it and it grows back. There is nothing you can do to completely finish it. It's just a giant block of cheese. This is giving me the breadstick patron thingy. <laughs> the clear, the clear, the, the circle of garlic bread. <laughs> the garlic bread to me. Yo, I'd rather have garlic bread than cheese. Garlic well, it's good. All, it's, it's, it, it, it varies on the cheese. There's basically American. You can mozzarella. choose the cheese. Well, I mean, if you find the cube, it, it depends. <laughs> It's a one by one. It's a one by one cube of cheese. Okay, what happens if you eat all of that? You can't. <laughs> because it just regrows immediately. Okay, okay, wait, what about this? Imagine you have big lips. <laughs> imagine if you're like. If you do manage to consume the cheese and it gets into your your like, imagine, it just dissolves. Like imagine if you are a Goliath, like a really big a giant, and he just starts chewing on it and he swallows it all at once. Does it just infinitely regrow? Trying to be digested and all. Oh, then no, it won't obviously. Well, because the thing is, it takes a while for it to regrow. Like, it grows really slowly. Oh, it's not like a. No, like, if the core, which is known as the cheese of this core, if that gets destroyed, it does not. The cheese doesn't have cores. This one does. It's like a pineapple. Well, the thing is, the core is. It's more of an invisible, like. Does it have a different taste? No, it's just like part of it. Okay, what about if we just eat the core first? Oh, then the cheese will not regrow back. So you. All I gotta do is eat the rim of the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. Alright. Hey, hey, why just cheese? <laughs> why just... Why just cheese? Cause cheese! 
Dude, cheese is not even that good. Honestly, I like cheese. Okay, there's Parmesan, mozzarella cheese, cheese balls. I would rather have mozzarella because you can make really bomb food. Yeah, dude, dude this, this is perfect for cooking. Even that, and it is not spoiled. Really? It does not spoil. So you can just leave it in a dumpster and it's It'll be fine. I mean, it'll stink because everything around it, but it'll be fine. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. I mean, it's funny that I had Mariah find this in the server campaign and he still has it. That's so dumb. The infinite cheese. <laughs> you can make so much string cheese with that. Dude, I know you can crush the economy with this. There'll be no more need for cow farmers. <laughs> I know. Except who's gonna be fucking eating magical Who, cheese? How did you make the cheese? That's the problem. No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> Bro, what there is a, a lore though about it. There is a lore though about it. There's lore for cheese? <laughs> no, shall I read? Oh I, my god. Shall I tell the tale about the stuff of the cheese? I guess the epic battle of the cow and the farmer. So the, the farmer cow so, gods and the. Meanwhile, at a magical school, they some chef, some some wizards were preparing a meal. There were also chefs. Okay. One of them accidentally cast a rather weird spell from a scroll that he got in a shady market on the cheese Bro. by complete accident. And what happened after this was the wizard was not only expelled after a while, but they created this cheese block after after accidentally enchanting a block of cheese. That would just infinitely grow back. That's the lore behind it. There's, there's so many holes in that theory. Almost like cheese. Exactly. <laughs> Alright. If that's the theory, if that's the story. Yeah, my, next, my next thing is a little bit more serious. There's only one cheese wheel? Oh no, there's multiple. There's multiple? There's multiple. But, alas, my next idea is a bit more serious. World hunger is solved by cheese. Yeah, my next idea is a lot more serious. Alright, my new homebrew is actually a completely different It's a subclass. It's called the electric. Might have to make another segment of this. Electric artificer. To. Yeah, we're definitely gonna do another section of this. Electric. Oh, we can probably I can add another segment of this and end shortly. Alright. It's called electric artificer. Electric artificers, you know, we already know artificers. People who are keen with magic and electronics. But electric artificers take that electric potential through machinery to the maximum. Electric artificers are known in in my in my uh, subclass as people who can, can can alter current through their bodies, impulse EMP blast through electronics, generate electricity from their that's all right from their bodies and and it had components and control robots with ease. So. They pretty much just ignore building robots, and instead of building robots, they control them. They control items. They don't. They don't really know how to. Instead of learning how to make something, it's like a hacker kind of. Yeah, they learn how to control it, regardless of it. You know, like hackers nowadays, they don't know how to make a pe like they don't know how to like control this, like. I don't like, know. How to, I don't. I don't know how to pay for my own stuff. I have someone else do it for me. Exactly. Like they. they rather be more of an observer than a contributor of what's going to be made, but they have a really big impact impaction of how the, the actual creation is used. So let me let me show you what uh, what they gain. They gain. I have a bunch of spells for them. Uh, for example, they have the new spell Zack, Pulse, Zack, Generate, Hack, Giga Pulse. Yes, uh, Master Hack and Master Generate, and also 
electric transfer. So let me read you all of these. So Zap, it is it has a duration instant. It's a visual sight and material uh, component. So a piece of wire, any piece of wire. Casting time is a can it's a cantrip. One bonus action. It does one d4 plus wisdom electric damage. Right. It's again like a like a like a fatal static shock. It's just a little shock that it's pretty quick and it doesn't do that much damage. And the wizard, that's a different story. Yeah, from so level through one through six, it's one d4. Level seven through thirteen, it's one d8. And level fourteen through twenty, it's a one d10. So after you reach level when you're already level twenty. You do the max damage with the zap. So it's going to do 1d10. Okay. EMP pulse. Duration is in instant. It has visual, uh, uh, vocal, sight, and material. A coil of copper. Right, there you go. Casting time. One action. A 30 feet dome of electric energy. Any electric items, constructs, must roll a DC 10. If success, the item constructs become unique. This would be very, very useful against so, that one boss exactly. in campaign. So if an electric, like something, like, like a, an EMP, yeah, pretty much, it's uh, anything that comes from the vicinity that has any electric components, you can just summon a 30-foot dome of electric energy across the air, right? And any, anything in that vicinity must roll a DC-10 uh, con check. And if they fail, they automatically become innate. Does that so, mean that the Warforged, if someone's in a Warforged, they would just die? What do you mean? Because they're playing a Warforged, this is a robot. Oh, yeah. The, well, no. Uh, Warforges, you know, they have, they also, they're also living, so, you know, they would not die. But they would have, like, potential. Yeah, they would have, like, disabilities on their checks and stuff. Alright, man. Hack. The caster tries to hack a certain electric item. The, the caster must roll a DC-10 plus intelligence check. If success, the player controls the item. Ask the DM how well you control depending on the roll. So the higher the roll, the more powerful you can control it. So if you roll a nat 20, you pretty much have full capabilities of the, uh, of the items on the robot. Full control of a tank. Tank. So, is it like a warship? Yeah, you can pretty much control a warship, but this is touch, so you have to actually be inside the warship. The giant mechanical Tarrasque. Alright, next is... This and that, the generate casting time uh, is one action, duration one minute, concentration, visual, and speech. The player uh, stays still and generates electric energy and gains 1d4 en uh, electric damage every turn, and it lasts for one minute. So, pretty much what happens every, every turn, even if it's not your turn, you gain 1d4. So, the first when it's your turn, you, you cast a spell. And you have to, for a whole minute, you have to keep this thing charging. And every turn passes, uh, you gain 1d4. So if you have like four people. Wait, does it heal you or? No, no, no. You gain electric damage because you're gaining energy. Wait, so this damages you? No, it ga you gain more damage. So first off. Oh, it increases the damage you do. Yeah, the longer you stay with it, the spell. Oh, so it's like, a, like, it's like a charging and then you just let, let yeah, it go. Yeah, you, you charge it, right? It, for a max of one minute. So you can do as. If, uh, how much is one minute in the game? Four turns. Four turns, yeah. So, four turns. You would do 44, uh, 44 electric damage after the final charge. And it doesn't even have to be your turn. It can just be because the spell's over and then you just release all the energy. That is really good. Yeah. 
uh, Master Hack. Uh, the same duration instant, it's a visual and speech. Casting time, one action. Same as Hack, but you have an automatic success. Ooh, yeah. Master Generate, same as the first generate, but instead of a 1d4, it's a 2d4. So you can do a lot of damage with that. And that is all. That's all of my uh, spells for uh, Electric Artificer. But, yeah, if I can, let me just tell you one more spell. This one spell actually, you know, took me a while to think about. Okay. It's, a, it's a really good spell. It's called Ice Melding. Ice Melding. Like ice. Ice. Like, like, yo, yo, give us some ice. Yeah. Like ice cubes. Ice cubes. Ice Melding. It has a duration of 10 minutes. Casting time. One action. Range. Touch. It has visual and component. Any form of ice. The caster touches a piece of ice and can meld it to its to his desire. So imagine if there's a glacier right in front of you. You cast melding, and you can push the ice away from you, or you can use you can climb the ice with ease, or you can form the ice into any shape. All right. I was about to say that. I was about to say that thing. TikTok. So this spell has a 10 foot radius of your fingers. You control it by your hands, right? And your fingers, right? They have a tenth of radius around you, so you can pretty much pull whole glaciers apart by this spell, or you can just turn it into like a wall if you want. Just pretty much form the ice however you want. And you can use this spell. Oh, uh, you can use a spell in order to catch any ice spell. Oh yeah, if you use an ice spell as an action, right, and you're not using anything, it still activates. Right, for a whole ten for a whole ten minutes. And if anyone casts any ice spells for you, you can use reaction or a dex check. And if you roll high, you can be able to catch the magic the ice spell and, and shoot it back, back <laughs> for double the damage. So just like a nope. Yeah, pretty much. So any ice spells that come at you with ice melting and still activated, you can hold you can pretty much control it, right? It depends on your DM. You can he either can tell you to roll an intelligence, a con, or even a strength check. And if you roll high enough, you can be able to control the ice and then shoot it back at him for double the damage. Alright, well we have our, our last five minutes. Can I say my last one? Go ahead, man. Alright, this one's called Samurai. Samurai. This is a fighter subclass, and what this does is that this combined, it says that you learn the honorship of that above. But Samurai, you gain proficiencies in finesse weapons and light and medium armors. You become a lot more agilized, you're quicker and speedier able to use light weapons a lot more efficiently and quicker and basically this is a bit uh, um, it also combines a little bit of stealth all right you basically, you basically have what's known as the samurai discipline you have uh, aren't there any samurais no but this is like, like my own version okay you two will be skilled with shurikens katanas You'll be able to though you'll be fitted with a lot more armor. You'll be a lot more you'll be a lot more faster than the average fighter. Cause you're well, like you'll you'll have a lot more dexterity. Like you're more dexterous. Okay. And last but not least, the stealth part. You are all you are also able to get the you um, imbue the way of the shadows as you are able to sneak. No, okay. So this doesn't really involve more on sneak attacks, but this involves more on ambushing. Well, Samurais are not really known for their ambush, they're mostly known for their, you know, front assault. Yeah, but that, that, that's why there's two variants. The, 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 known as, it's known as the Shadow Ways and then the Assault is Way. 
the one is the sneak, and then one's the full-on assault. Where this one, oh, okay. where this one's more with like heavy armor, basically think of like a, like a tanky, but you're quicker. Would you be proficient on horses? Yes, there you will be like kind of like a cavalry at the same time. Okay. What about archery? Archery, that's more of that's that. Okay, so it really differs between the assault one, whereas the assault one, you're more quicker. Do you also have the same uh, speech as the ninja? Where you only have you can speak a different type of language, the same language I would assume for the ninja. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing because the ninjas and the samurai in a way are very similar. Okay. Yeah, but that's pretty much all my ideas. I had one more thing, but it just didn't really feel like it. All right, quick really question to, to end the topic, to end the podcast at least for now. Uh, if you, if so, if if you were gonna make a DM. If you were gonna be, uh, if you were going to make a DM, <laughs> yeah, no, no. If you welcome be, back, it's t- hello. I'm Bob how do you make a build? How do you make a DM? Okay, no, 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 no. no. Okay, uh, if you were gonna be a DM, you already are. But if you're gonna make a DM, if you're gonna be a DM, I can't speak right now. If you're gonna be a DM, if you're gonna DM a campaign, just yeah, say that. DM, if you're gonna be a DMing a campaign for new adventurers, what would you try to put into your story? What do you mean? Like, what would you think? For a new story, for a new, for a bunch of new people who want to play D anD D, what would you implement into your new campaign for them? Stop the Goblin King. That's it. Stop the Goblin King. For brand new players, something very basic. Just goblins. Just okay. Maybe some bandits every now and then. Maybe like an evil wizard. I try to tell them don't play a wizard at the least at the start because they will get pissed very easily. Just try your best to draw them in slowly. Nothing too crazy. Pre-built characters, or would you let them make their own? I I would let or would them you guide them? them. I would like I would help I would let them make their own, but help guide them. Like I explain to them that what each of them does, so that way they can play the way they feel like it. So they get comfortable with it. Because pre-built characters, you're just kind of set there. You're like, oh okay. Milestone or EXP? I would start them off with uh, with milestone. It's a bit easier maybe for some to understand. While the because the XP system is very exploitable. alignments for them. If it's their first game, now, Would you try to implement RP? Yes, but not. It will be, like, heavily. Personally, I would put a lot of RP in my first game. I want them... If I... If you ask me the same question, I would do the same thing with you. You know, simple quest. Simple... I would do milestone. Like with the RP, though, like, it would be I a would fair do, mix of, like, 50-50. I would do milestone, but I want to put heavily on RP because I want them to be more comfortable with it as... You know, go on because D D is a role playing game. It's an RPG, right? A tabletop RPG, and the R is supposed to be role playing, RP RP role playing. And if I if I teach them before, like they go into a serious campaign with other friends, or even we continue the campaign, I would do that for them because you know it should be really good for them to understand the mechanics of the game. Yeah, but like for me, it would be like a 50-50, just like a like, so, so it's, it's like, they, I teach them the mechanics and then the RP as well, so that way they get understanding of both sections. Okay. Well, guys, this is the end of the podcast. For homebrew. For homebrew items and ideas. So, we yeah. hope you all really enjoyed. Um, we wish they can go longer, but unfortunately, we're about to hit that minute mark. And, whoop, I guess we will see you all next time when we find time to do the fighter. See you all next time. Peace out, guys. Peace.